welcome to the most entertaining, engaging, and charismatic podcast. Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to, you guessed it, the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, as you already know, the most charismatic man in entertainment. And happy 2023. It's been a year since I listened and talked to you guys. Get it? <laughs> and people say I'm not funny. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, I hope everybody had a, a great holiday, great new year. I hope everybody's new year starting off strong. And, you know, we starting off with controversy. That's right, because controversy takes no days off. And I, before we get into this episode, I do want to say thank you to all of you for being a, uh, for listening, for tuning in, Um you know, for being constant supporters, whether you're a new listener, uh, you've been here since day one, you you just joined a couple weeks ago, you know, thank you for being here, because without you, you know, I want to be one of the most top rated podcasts, and I think, you know, the growth has been not only just because of my charismatic presence, but it's because of you, you know, we are a family, we are a team, and I appreciate everybody, so if you want to donate five grand, I'm all for it too. <laughs> oh man! All right, but anyway, let, let let's start off with the new year with a bang. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be doing like a rapid fire, hot topic type of thing, and we're gonna start off with a little bit of less controversy. We're gonna start off with the whole debate between the greatest wrestler to actor between Dwayne Rock Johnson, uh, Dave Bautista, and John Cena, um, and then we're also gonna be talking about more serious stuff. Like uh, the whole, you know, uh, domestic violence between men and women uh, in marriages slash relationships. And I think, uh, you know, as you come into the new year, it's important that we don't you know, lose focus on the fact that some of these topics, while controversial, needs to be addressed. We don't talk about them enough. And I think uh, 2022, I did a good job on mentioning some of them, but I think it's time that. Uh, I start making it more of a vocal thing. And if you are somebody who's in a, a domestic violence situation, please don't be afraid to reach out, whether it's to the authorities, family, friends, uh, a therapist, somebody, you know, that people want to hear from you and your voice does count. And I think uh, as we come to the new year is very important. We take some of these matters very seriously. Um, but anyway, you know, the most charismatic man is here to entertain you. We are back. We are live. We're back to regular scheduled programming. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And women, let me not forget that. But let's get into this episode. I've been talking way too much, but I'm going to continue talking anyway. But let's get into the episode in three, two, don't forget about my five grand, one. You know, a lot of good things happen from uh, 2022. And I think it's important as we move into, you know, the new year. You know, one thing I was talking to somebody about was um, takeoff. I was talking to my younger brothers about this. It's like, you know, takeoff was a young man uh, living his dream, rapper, making a lot of money, you know, taking care of his loved ones. And he didn't do nothing wrong. He wasn't in the street. He wasn't starting trouble. He wasn't in the headlines. And his life was taken from him. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I look at that as, a, as an experience to reflect and be appreciative 
of the fact that we are still here. We made it to the new year and we have a lot of things to be grateful for. So before we get into the controversy, because we have to, Dimitri, Dimitri what do you think? Uh, anything from 2022 you're grateful for um, that made you feel like is better you professionally, personally, or whatever the case may be? Uh, <clears throat> um, I think that uh, I'm most grateful for the absence or the riddance of things that were no longer for me in 2022. Um, you know, I, I think, I think 2022 was the year of a lot of transitions, you know, for me, it was a very transitional year. Um, it was a year where I did a lot, but I didn't get to do as much if you get what I'm saying, because, you know, things were just constantly shifting and whatever was supposed to happen happened for me when it was supposed to happen. And the things that were no longer for me, they were removed. And um, I'm very grateful for that. Oh, I, you know what? I got to say, too, I think for me, 2022, it, it was a great year for me personally, but biggest of all, professionally, I think it was one of those times where I finally was able to find a little bit of that recipe of success where, you know, I wasn't doing student films and you know stuff no more. I was getting a taste of the big time, the big sets and and that experience. And I think that has allowed me to refocus and have an idea of what I want to accomplish in 2023, because I always tell people, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I have focused more on content creating and be, and doing other things outside of acting, but acting is my number one. So being able to uh, succeed in that aspect in a way I didn't think I was going to, and then carrying that momentum into this year, it's going to be a good year. And I think uh, we're both going to make some huge strides and we're going to take over Hollywood, which oh, by the way, leads us to our first topic. Um, so I grew up watching WWE. I'm sure you have, you know, who Dave Batista is, you know, everybody knows who Dwayne Rock Johnson is. Everybody know who John, you can't see me seen is. Um, but there's been a whole debate, especially coming into the new year about these three big time wrestlers for actors. And it started with, uh, the director, Ryan Jackson, uh, Johnson, who's worked with Dave Batista, um, on, uh, the new glass onion movie, which by the way, amazing, incredible. Um, but a lot of people say that Dave Batista has proved to be the best wrestler turn actor, not the most successful, but in terms of actual craft, craftsmanship, acting ability, he has transcended it much more than anybody else. And uh, so a lot of people put Dave Batista number one, John Cena number two, Dwayne the Dwayne the Rock Johnson number three. What do you how do you think about that? Do you think that's a accurate thing, or do you think that you know, as long as you're on blockbuster movies and you make a lot of money, you're the best actor? I mean, I used to kind of think that, like at one point when I was a kid, I thought that Dave Batista and The Rock were like the same person. You know what I'm saying? I thought that for a little while. I thought so too. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like McDonald's and Burger King. You know what I'm saying? They're they're like counterparts if you get what i'm saying and they're also you know professional contemporaries i feel like they're in in different lanes you know what i'm saying um john cena is is, is in his lane dave batista is in his and you know the rock is in his in my opinion i think that the rock is probably just the most successful out of all three of them because what do we know dave batista for outside of 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I can't. I can't think of anything. You know, maybe maybe you maybe you can, but I can't. So you know, it, it's an asinine conversation. But in my opinion, like if I if I had to choose between the three of them, who I admire the most, it would be you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson for sure. You know, it's a the reason why I brought this up because I I wanted to do something a little less controversial to get into the controversy, but I think you know I was reading an article about it and uh, I think it was Screen Rant who wrote that Dave Batista is the the best one out of every wrestler who became an actor, and their principle was a lot of people equate Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson who. Of course, everybody admires. I admire the man. I have nothing against them. This is just strict acting. He's a big movie star. But when you see Dwayne Johnson, I watched Black Adam the other day. And uh, I got to say, it's basically him playing himself in every movie. Every movie I've watched from Baywatch to, to Black Adam to Jumanji is basically him playing the action hero, which is not wrong with that. He's typecast, and I'm sure he's making a lot of money doing it. Um, but, I, you know, one thing people don't remember, and I was mentioning this point, when uh, when Dwayne first showed up on Hollywood, he did The Rundown, um, he did Doom, he did a bunch of other movies where he was actually very uh, smooth, and he, he actually had the range. But I think after leaving WWE and actually focusing on um entertainment i think he has been very limited in his ability in picking roles so dave batista comes along and he just did an interview talking about how guardians of the galaxy the next one coming up this is last one is drax and he mentioned you know it's, it's good as good of a time as amazing of a time that i had playing drax it's a very silly role and i want to do more dramatic stuff i just watched him in glass onion with uh all-star cast all-star cast and uh it was amazing. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix, but you you should check it out. It was actually well done. And I mean, seeing him from Drax to this role, it wasn't like he was, you know, playing a, a criminal who, who, you know, was on his deathbed and, you know, granting wishes to dying kids, or anything. But mm-hmm. it was a shift in the different roles. You can see two different characters he's playing. Unfortunately, with Dwayne, and there's nothing wrong with this. We've talked about this before. Which one do you want? Do you want to be versatile, but not make a lot of money? Or you can be Dwayne Rock Johnson, show up, you know, show you your signature uh, charisma, which I'm going to confront him about at some point because I am the most charismatic man in entertainment, but nonetheless. But he plays the same person, really, in every movie, but he makes mm-hmm. millions. So, and John Cena, I, I always thought John Cena was a good actor. I see him in a lot of commercials. Some commercials I auditioned for didn't get. I've seen him in. And I think Cena is making his way in there too. But I, I do think in terms of acting ability, Dave, Ch- I, Dave Chappelle, uh, Dave Batista wins. But I think in terms of marketability and star power, of course, Dwayne Rock Johnson. Um, do you have any any other final things or you want to just get right to the nitty gritty? Yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into the nitty gritty, shall we? So, you know, we can't bring it. We can't come into the new year without talking about the new year of controversy so you know in the tail end of 2022 you know this may not be good more than america but we are going to be talking about amy robach and uh so if you're not familiar with the situation i'm not sure if you know about this but i do um 
Yeah, so Amy Robach and her her co-star or co-worker, I should say, TJ Holmes, both married people. Uh, I didn't know Andrew Shrew was a, a huge TV star when he was younger until I looked him up. Uh, but they've been married for, what, 12 years. TJ Holmes and his wife have been married for about the same. And uh, apparently in November, they started going, uh, there's been videos and pictures of them um, doing things that you would see two single people who are dating doing. And mm-hmm. then it turns around that he divorces his wife and now they're a couple and stuff like that. And they've been released from their duties on, uh, uh, is it, what, what is it, ABC that they're working Morning on? Good Morning America. Good yeah. Morning America. Uh, they've been released from their duties and they haven't been asked to come back yet. And the reason why I want to talk about this, I want to talk about two different things. Um, not so much because we already talked about relationships, but um, I think the main focus would be, I see a lot of people saying, okay, we have two people who what they did was appalling, cheating on their wife and husband, spouse, uh, destroying homes, but professionally, they didn't do anything wrong. So put them back on the air. I'm actually seeing people starting this um tweet at good morning america talking about you know bring them back on the air they missed them and then other people saying you know their content their um their actions have consequences you know this is what they deserve what do you what do you think about this whole situation man let tj holmes be happy bro okay life is too short dude like yeah they were married for they were in long time marriages okay decade long blah 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 all of that right but at the end of the day i feel like if those marriages weren't working, then leave them because I'm not a big you know, supporter of marriage anyway. And I feel like if two people are not happy with each other anymore, then they should just be able to go their separate ways. And in this life, you only get one. So if if you at work, all right, now I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario. Let's say you have <clears throat> you're in a marriage and the spark between you and your wife is pretty much gone. And, you know, you guys aren't at each other's throats, but your daily interactions with each other is essentially just kind of going through the motions, you know, like, hey, honey, how was work today? You know, you know what I'm saying? Little, little, little peck. And then you guys just eat dinner, go to sleep, go to work, rinse and repeat, right? But then when you go to work, you have this other woman over there that, again, just the chemistry compatibility is just off the charts. And you love being around her. And she invokes happiness or let's just say like contentment or some sort of, you know, thrill. And she just reintroduces, you know, the spark into your life. Are you not going to pursue that? Right. Like, I, I, But I'm asking you, is like, is that a, is this yes or no question? I'd pursue it if I was single. I, let me let me tell you something. This is why I, I, I like see if you're going to get married, get and I'm talking to men. Well, maybe even women too, but just specifically men. If when if you're gonna get married, if you're gonna shack yourself up with a woman legally, presumably forever, get you a girl that the your co-host, you know, your co-anchor host at Good Morning America don't look better than. You know what I'm saying? Because I think from what I saw, his 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 ex-wife now. Amy Robach looks better than her, but she's still, so, she's good looking though. His his ex wife. It is don't matter. Looking. Well, hey, like I seen I seen some of the pictures, you know, of Amy, and you know, saying she. I don't know if you've seen this picture of her in this little, you know, uh, yellow kid show, man, kid show, kid show. No kid. Yeah, like well, she looked good. 
she looked good. And I'm not like I said, like I'm not I'm not saying I'm a supporter of cheating or, or none of that, you know, but be happy. Like be happy, yo, because you feel me? Like because who the heck wants to be like 70 years old, 80 years old, and you're looking back like damn, yo, like I I, I met this great woman and I didn't pursue that because I was just in a marriage that I wasn't happy with after a while, but I just stayed in it just because. Right. This is why this is why like I'm I'm like very like cautious as far as like my stance on marriage. Um do I think people should be all in their business in a sense where like they're bashing them or none of that? No, because that's their personal business. And what's funny, it wasn't even like they was, you know, putting it out there. Now, from what I heard, is like they had a lot of chemistry on camera. Like people kind of already used to see, you know, that they had like a little thing going and all right, if they got, you know, if they were seen out in public, that's because people was was stalking them. Let's right. call it spade a spade because people were stalking them. It's not like they were like, hey, everybody, you know, we're going to be here. Come see us. Nah, they were low key. So it's like if if you saw them, it's because you were looking for them. And there, it's not like this is Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith were talking about. Like the average person doesn't know Amy Robach or I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But I didn't know them before this whole entire thing happened. So, you know, and yeah, so that's, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you another follow-up question, but I, I want to chime in on this and I'll say this. I feel like, you know, we live in a day and age where I, I, I'm i not saying this is good or bad. It really just depends on how you view marriage. But a lot of people are hopping out of marriages pretty quickly. That could be because people are realizing, why am I settling for, uh, for less when I want more in life? Or, you know, people who've seen the dysfunction that comes with parents who stick together for the sake of their children and they make a miserable life for their children. Then when their children get older, they resent both of the parents because instead of divorcing and just finding happiness somewhere else, they stuck together because it was convenient. So I'll say this. I'm not mad that them two explored it. You know, TJ Holmes is not a bad looking dude. And for 53, she's not a bad looking girl. A woman, Ooh, I should say. Yeah, Amy. She's not bad looking. I just feel like his ex-wife. You... I take that back because I. I, yeah, I mean, she's she pretty. Is, she's, she, no, she, she's she's a good looking. She's a good looking woman. But my thing is this, and I, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but my thing is this: like, if you're gonna like marry a woman, like, be sure that you're not gonna have wandering eyes looking elsewhere. Like, just stand, and then yet you know for a fact that you have you you, you still have eyes for this type of woman. You know what I'm saying? Or all it takes is the right woman to come around. For you to for your marriage to go up in smoke, because to me, car- karma wise, that's not really good for the both of them. I'm gonna say that because you don't really do things like that, and there isn't some sort of karmic debt to pay, whether it's in this life or the next. You know, I don't, I don't really condone that, but you know. Yeah. Um. I let me let me say this. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where. I'm not mad at them, you know. However, I just don't like the way Hetty went about it because, you know, it's easy for, you know, I'm a one person who's been cheated on plenty of times and I know how it feels. Now, I'm not the most emotional person out here, so I don't cry and break stuff and threaten to, you know, murder somebody for breaking my heart. But when you married, and especially when you have a blended family, meaning you're coming to the picture with kids, the other person you're marrying has kids, and y'all blending the family, y'all have your own kids together, meaning y'all, you know, y'all procreated together, 
what was was happening, and I feel bad for Andrew Shulman and uh, T.J. Holmes' wife. I'm sorry if I forget her name, because you know you're sitting at home. Um, you know they both have full time jobs. I'm sure. But, you know, you at home watching the kids, enjoying family time, and then you go on to Google and you see that your wife and slash your husband is out in the park slapping each other's butt, kissing, and having a teenage love uh. affair. Like, this is Twilight. Um, and, you know, you stuck in the middle of it. Now, I do think that TJ Holmes did do the best thing, which he did file for divorce. Uh, Amy uh, Amy Robach hasn't filed for divorce. If, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't filed for divorce yet. I just, you know, I believe whatever comes around, uh, what goes around comes around. So you get them how you, you get it, you lose them how you get them. So mm-hmm. they both cheating on their spouses with each other. What's to say TJ Holmes won't do it because he has a track record of cheating on his wives all the time. And so I've not the heard first that, time. it's not, no, he's cheating on the, his, the wife he just divorced. He was having affairs at Good Morning America, like uh, high school reunion like this dude was just having affair after affair and uh, she never divorced him but he ended up divorcing her who is the, do you know the woman that he had an affair with oh she was um she was um uh administrative assistant or something she's like the the role where if he calls and say hey i need you know can somebody bring me i left a stack of papers for the you know the report or whatever, can you bring it up or can you bring me coffee in between oh, breaks? So she's not on camera, so she's not no, on no. camera. She's off camera. Okay. She's off camera. So it's you know, he, he's known for his infidelity. She's been known for infidelities. You know, two people who just may be born for each other, who knows if they last. But when you spark a situation like that, we got both cheating on significant others. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I me personally I always feel like if you're unhappy, just divorce and leave. I'm glad he actually did divorce, but she hasn't divorced. So that begs the question. Hmm. She's seen her, uh, apparently their son posted on Instagram, a picture of him, his three brothers and their father, Andrew, who's still married to their mother and talking about, you know, uh, going into new year strong. And I can't remember the exact quote, but it's clearly showing that there's not a lot of love there for my, you know, you, you doing this to our father. And I think that's the biggest thing, personally. Professionally, I want to ask you, do you think that they deserve to get fired or do they deserve to be removed because of the scandal? No, because it was... All right, so if their viewership is asking for them to come back, then bring them back, you know, because it was a private, consensual situation. It just happened to be extramarital, right? Now, I did look up um, this woman that you're talking about that he had an affair with. Her name is Natasha Singh, and she's yeah. not bad looking either. This is my whole thing with, with TJ Holmes. He just need to be single. Just be yeah. single. Like, <clears throat> like, do your thing. Like, you have a good job at, at ABC. If you want to be a womanizer, be a womanizer. But don't get in a in a marriage and then just do that because it's, it's not going to be good, like, spiritually it's, it's just not one of those things that you just want to be doing to people because you might get away with it now but down the line is not going to be good do i think they should be fired no because if it they were still doing their job this this has nothing to do with their job if you get what i'm saying like i don't think that they violated um you know work policy did they i mean i i don't remember the reports exactly i don't think they violated that i think because you know, and we've I've, we've talked about this, and you know, 
it's something I always say when you become a public figure, when you become a content creator, when your image is based off being in front of a camera, being in front of people's eyes, you're going to be judged a little more differently. So uh, a local guy at McDonald's who's cheating on his wife ain't going to get fired because nobody really knows him and his life isn't in the spotlight. The problem is them two, you know, yeah, they're whatever situation they have off off camera is not, you know, interfering with the professional life. But because of the constant, you know, talking, the viewers talking about it and questioning it. And I'm sure Good Morning America, the people who own it and the, the, the people who oversee the actual segments that they do are hearing it. Now it's interfering in the day-to-day operations of it. So me personally, I don't think they should have got fired. Maybe uh, just a little break just to let the... the yeah, I don't diffuse. think they're fired. I, I don't think... Are they fired? I think I they're taking an extended leave or something, whatever the case is. Yeah, because, because, it's, because the narrative is distracting. So anytime you see those two on, on screen, people are not going to think of whatever it is that they're re- re- reporting about. They're going to be thinking about the affair that they're having, you know what I'm saying? Like, because when you look at the two of them, you're instantly going to think of their relationship. It is distracting. So it's not to say that they're not good anchors or reporters, whatever, whatever they are. It's just that what they got going on is interfering with, again, like their day to day, because it's just going to be like, it's like a sideshow. And if I'm like the CEO of ABC, I can't be having that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if I if I choose not to fire them and I put them on extended leave, I'm just going to wait for this whole entire thing for them to do whatever it is that they got to do. So, you know, he went and got a divorce. She didn't, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. But once that dies down, then maybe I'll start to ease, you know, them back into regular schedule programming. Yeah. And speaking of reg- regular schedule programming, let, let's switch, flip the switch. I think we talked about this enough. This is a topic um, we I didn't think we was going to talk about, but I do think it's something that we should talk about because that has been a big topic that I haven't covered in 2022. Nick Cannon. I love Walling Out. Everybody knows who Nick Cannon is for the most part, especially if you're a minority, you know who Nick Cannon is. He has been in the news for fathering over 12 children with, I think, like seven, eight different women at this point. Uh, some of those women, multiple kids with. Um, and he's been causing a lot of controversy. A lot of people have been talking about uh, his actions, whether they're child neglect. Um, a lot of people calling out the, the, the women who's allowing this to happen, who keep getting pregnant by this man. Uh, you know, Nick Cannon, you know, if you don't know, he's been suffering from, he had lupus. I think he still has lupus. Um, he's also had a couple other health issues. And, uh, I think at this point in his life, he's just like procreate um, until, you know, his last day. What do you think about Nick Cannon? Uh, do you think that what he's doing is uh, is awful or some, in the eyes of some people, he's a millionaire. He could do whatever he wants because financially he's going to provide for these children. Um, and let me just before you answer, let me throw this out there. He did an interview talking about child support. And I think he said. He spends well over five hundred thousand dollars a month on child support, something like that. Um, but anyway, what, what do you think about Nick Cannon? Um, I feel like he he knows something that we don't. And what I mean by that is, 
it probably stems from some sort of maybe insecurity with his own mortality, um, given these terminal conditions that he's had, that he has, or, you know, he might be struggling with behind the scenes because if your doctor is telling you, all right, your life expectancy is the next, you might not live in to be 55 or, you know, 60 years old or some shit like that. But if you're a millionaire and let's say if you have the, the paternal attitudes that Nick Cannon has, you're going to just start having babies left and right. Now, the extent to which how involved he is with each of these women and the respective children's lives, I, I couldn't really say. Um, Me personally, would I do that? No, I don't. I'm not one of those men that I like, I think it's cool for me to be just spreading my seed amongst a whole bunch of different women. Like I, I you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'd rather just have one woman and then just do that with her instead of doing that with a whole bunch of different girls. You know what I'm saying? Like that just doesn't really kind of get me going. I he's entitled. Look, like, let me tell you something. Every man is entitled to live his life on his terms. However it is that he wants to do it. I mean, I feel like because it's Nick Cannon and the story itself is provocative. People are going to take it and run with it and make jokes. I get it. It's funny sometimes, you know, because it, it, it almost seems as if he's running a little baby factory over there. But, hey, if he's got the money, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm on, hey, it is it is what it is because I'd be damned if I'm, you know, a public figure. But then yet people feel like they can kind of tell me what I can and can't do, you know, with my money or my time or my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not for them. You know, you feel me? It was right. something that you said a long time ago where, and I kind of like that about actors is that actors are public figures, but we're actors. So it's not like, <clears throat> you know, um, Tom Holland is all out there or the rock is all out there. Denzel is all out there. Like a rapper is, you know, it's like our, you know, the, the livelihood of the career of an actor is not predicated on what the public thinks of him in that way. If right. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, how successful Denzel is doesn't have to do with how many girlfriends he has or how many fancy cars he has, you know? Oh, I, I completely agree. And uh, something he McKinnon said about kids, he said, you know, clearly I don't have a plan. Honestly, I'm just I'm just having a lot of joy and elation about having a big family and embracing it. And I love it. I don't have a plan. That should have been clear from the jump. And then somebody asked him about getting a vasectomy. And he said, is that what you want me to get? He laughed and he said, it's my body, it's my choice. And, yeah. you know, yeah. he's right. He's right. <laughs> and, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm not mad that people question his his judgment. However, the fact remains, and I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, start a pot here. I think this is just a conversation. But what about for a lot of these women who <laughs> steadily knows He's just having kids with anybody he feels he he deems is uh, worthy enough to carry his child, which is not wrong with that. But, you know, none of them are complaining, you know, and obviously a lot of them are signing on board because they're having two, three, four kids with him. And so, you know, maybe it's a money grab for them. They're like, oh, OK, well, he's paying me, you know money where I don't have to work a day job anymore. I could go pursue my dreams. I'll raise my our child. Um, but someone does make a good point. You know, 
he's having all these kids with different women, but mm-hmm. how how often is he going to see his children? Because you know, all I do agree with you. When you're a millionaire or when you have that type of money, you could do whatever you want. But then it comes to a point, you know, I was reading about Arnold Schwarzenegger when he had the whole affair with his, uh, the house cleaner. He has a son with the house cleaner. And Damn. yeah, yeah. And his I son, yeah, his son, I forgot the his son name, but I was doing, I don't know why I was so intrigued, but I was reading about his son. I was watching his stuff on Instagram and he was talking about how his dad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, amazing guy. This is not against Arnold. This is just a point that I'm relating to Nick Cannon. But he was talking about how growing up, you know, his dad, he paid for the house that they lived in. He was good. He paid for his college and everything. And he was, you know, financially, everything is taken care of. But then when it came to, you know, doing dad and son things, there was nothing there. You know, he watched him do stuff with his son, with his wife, you know, but uh, his son's with his wife. But when it came to him, he was left alone. He didn't really interact with him. Until after college, but I mean, at that point, do you really need a father at that point when you already kind of got your head start uh, started and you live in a the Schwarzenegger name? So it's not like he's going from the bottom of the barrel here. Um, I do think, and you know, Nick Cannon could do what he whatever he wants. I come from a family of thirteen, but I just hope for the sake of the children, he's at least making time to visit all of them, spend time with them, because. As much money as he has, it's not going to replace the feeling of, you know, when they get older, when they have questions, when they want to meet him, when they want to spend time with him. Oh, where's my dad? Where's my father? I want to hang out with him. I want to spend time with him. Why is he over here? Not with me. I have, you know, all these other siblings, but I don't get to meet any of them. You know, he spends more time with this one than he does everybody else. I just hope he's able to balance that. But it seems like him, the mother of the children are all working together, so that's the only thing I got to say. As long as they're not complaining, I'm not complaining. Anything you want to say about that? Um. Yeah, I mean, look, man, he's he's entitled to live how he wants to live. And, I mean, I did it there. I, I don't know, you know, Nick Cannon personally. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's like like I said, it's just, it's just provocative. And it's interesting because the average person can't do that. So they kind of experience that vicariously through discussions about, you know, Nick Cannon's baby conquests and, and all the other types of stuff. Like I said, I, I don't knock him, you know, personally, I've always respected Nick Cannon. So, you know, uh, that's right. And uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back uh, because we got one other topic in this rapid fire style episode. We're going to do welcoming into the new year. We're going to talk about something we've actually talked about before. But we're going to take a little break, and when we come right back, we're going to get right into that. So stay tuned, and we'll see you in a couple seconds. You know, as we come into the new year, year, uh, Jordan year 23, I got to say, this is a topic we've discussed, we've talked about on your platform and I wasn't going to do it because I know a lot of people are going to have some pushback mm-hmm. on it. But I think it's important, um, especially now that it's becoming more uh, widespread news and more people are chiming in on it. Uh, Dana White um, and his whole Christmas Eve incident with his wife. So, if, um, you know, for anybody who's not familiar, there was a video TMZ posted of Dana White and his wife 
at a nightclub or something drinking. And the video starts with them arguing. Um, and his wife slaps him. And he slaps her back, not like a, a hoax slap where he was trying to put in the hospital. It was kind of one of those half slap, like you just slapped me kind of thing. And then it goes to uh, the video continues on to, I don't know if there was more slapping or he was trying to restrain her, but it, it ended with a bunch of people jumping into the situation. Um, and it, it, it sparked a huge debate. Um, a lot of celebrities feels like, you know, like DL Hughley, who's known for being outspoken. He's came out, talked about how, you know, the people, the likes of Antonio Brown, Chris Brown, uh, other black male celebrities who's been in the, uh, who's been headlines for domestic violence in some form or another, they get publicly slaughtered, persecuted, you know, judge, jury, executioner by the public on the internet. But when it comes to a white celebrity, you know, the, the, the same energy isn't there. Um, and some pushback also came, quite frankly, too, was from ESPN to ESPN and Stephen A. Smith, which is not ironic because I know uh, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson has some choice words with Stephen A. Smith, but even ESPN chimed in and said, we only dis- uh, uh, we only distribute UFC products, so meaning they, they're not uh, in any way handling the day-to-day operation of the UFC. So essentially, they staying out of it. Stephen A. Smith went to White's defense, not so much defending him, but more so he's a good friend. You know, it was a, just a terrible accident, just kind of skipped on about his day. Um, we've talked about it, but has your thoughts changed since we've talked? No, nah, not really. I mean, there was just something that someone said on Twitter that I saw, which I thought was interesting and also true, which is the fact that, you see, Dana White, and and I'm not saying that that was a violent display, but I'm making a point here, that Dana White can essentially slap his wife and he's not really getting into as much heat as Will Smith did for slapping Chris Rock. And I think that's a problem. You know, because the backlash is way worse, you know, in comparison. So a man slapping another man on national television isn't getting as much or got way more heat than Dana White slapping his wife. Right. You know, we've talked about this and, you know, we, um, there was a, uh, the boxer Javante Davis, who you brought up before, and you know the, the the different situations is first of all I will say I will attest when it comes to black men, black athletes, black entertainers, there's always a higher degree of pressure, uh, criticism that has lobbied their way. No dispute there. I think the situation with Dana White and a couple of all these people was the amount of damage and amount of coverage, you know. For instance, Chris Brown was a young dude. It's been over 10 years. People need to let it go because that situation was a lot different. It wasn't just a, you know, when it comes to domestic violence, I'm always going to stand. I don't stand for it. I don't think people need to be together if domestic violence is happening. But one thing I will say about the situation, and a lot of people are starting to express their support for white. And it's not about him slapping his wife, people defending him for it. 
But it's the fact that, yo, is it time for people to start telling women to keep them hands to themselves? I was watching a news, a new a news article. So it was a black man. I forgot his name. But he was doing um, I think it was Yahoo Sports or something. I can't remember. But he was doing a a he was on a panel with four other black colleagues. And they were talking about this very same situation. And one of the uh one of the panelists said, you know, when is enough is enough, you know. There was a time where, you know, people grew up with the principle of men should never, never raise their hand, touch a woman ever. But now we live in it. We're living in a cultural change where everybody's changing the rules. Everybody's changing the way how uh, humanity is. And so now we're living in a, a, a culture now where men are not taking it. You know, Ray Rice punching his wife out. And then he goes on to say, well, you know, people saw a video of him punching his wife. But people also didn't say anything when his wife was attacking him. So at what point, okay, should he be raising his hands to her and slapping her and, you know, being up the way he's done? No. But at the same time, let's, let's you know, let's address the root of the issue. Stop. You know, we, we got to make awareness. And I think the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case finally made that point that men can be abused. And oftentimes it's overlooked. You know, there's a, uh, I, I'm sure I've told you about this. I'm going to send you a video, but this is a TikTok couple. It's a black skinny dude. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a little mentally disabled. I'm not sure, but he, he's been in a relationship with this girl. Um, and every time he does a TikTok, it's basically him singing his favorite song. And she literally beats him up. She said some frying pan. She smacked him side the head. She jumped on him. And I'm I'm not talking about WWE style John Cena, you know, throwing the big show over the top rope. I'm talking about literal assault with pans, brooms, whatever object she could get her hands on. And people are laughing at him. Say, oh, he's letting her do that. Oh, he a simp. Oh, oh, you know, he deserves it. You know, he's acting like a child. But imagine if he would defend himself. Oh, he's a woman abuser. He deserves to go to prison. So it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. And this, mm -hmm. this topic is not about excusing men hitting women behavior, but it's more so the fact that as a society, we have to start addressing the root issue. Why is it a lot of these talk shows, a lot of these court shows, a lot of these entertainment shows, when it comes to men getting abused by women, people find it humorous. Oh, he cheated on you. Okay, you deserve to slash up his car and beat him up and scratch him with keys, you know. And people laugh at it and see right. it as funny, you know. Right. I think that's the conversation we need to have. What do you think? Do you think that's true? I mean, I think that's very true. Um, I saw uh, a video and it was basically uh, so it was like a skit. It was an Instagram skit, and it was the wife basically saying, "Oh, you know, I wish that." we had these fancy things in this house or something like that. Right. And then the guy walks up and says, Oh, well, I wish I had another woman that would, you know, do things for me too, or some shit. And then what she does is she takes the pan that she was washing and then she throws it at him. And then it's this freeze frame, you know, right before the pan hits him in the head. And then my thing is, or why I commented was domestic violence, because I'm like, what if it was the other way around and a man took that same pan and threw it at his wife? Would it be as funny? You know, right. I feel like there is rarely ever an instance where putting your hands on your significant other is okay. It's not okay to put your hands on anybody. 
you know, I'm a big proponent of, all right, well, if you want to put your hands on somebody, then let's get some boxing gloves and then let's <laughs> let's put hands on somebody if that's what you want to do. You know, if you 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 know what I'm saying. But um I think we need to society needs to move past, you know, the 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 value or the the novelty of a woman putting her hands on a man because again, it's like when you do that, and it's like I was saying the other day. The minute you put your hands with somebody else, you have now opened the door for them to do the same to you. And you can't be mad. Why? Because you put hands on them. Because I can't put hands on you because putting hands on me was, you know what I'm saying, was was wrong. Or you, if you get what I'm saying, or I can't complain at you putting your hands on me when I put my hands on you. So if I slap you and you take a swing at me back, I can't be like, oh, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? If I want to be like that, if that wants to be, if, if, if I want that to be my reaction, well, I should have thought of that, you know, before I swung on you. Right. So it's only fair, you know? So if, if women, if women or people want equality, then, then let's be equal on all sides. So if you don't want me, you know, put my hands on you, don't put your hands on me and then it won't be a problem. No. And you know, uh, you know, if people are upset about stuff like this, I also say it comes down to parenting because I've told you. I was raised in a household. My mom wrote, told me, if anybody put your hands on you, you know, you put your hands on them. And it wasn't because she wanted me to go out here and just start acting like Batman beating people up. It was because she saw how people was, you know, hitting me. I was coming home with marks on my face, coming home with marks on my body because I wasn't defending myself. I'll admit, I was a weak kid. I didn't like physical confrontation. So, uh, you know, I lived in a part of the, I lived in the projects. So a lot of people, especially girls knew that they could hit me. And then if I ever even dared to raise a hand on them, they're going to have their brothers, their cousins, their fathers, uncles come and beat me up. And so a lot of them were very handsy. And I think as society, we do, we're not doing enough justice by just telling men to walk away. We have to do more by saying, keep your hands to yourself <clears throat> because, you know, I love Judge Mathis. I know it's a you know fictional show. You know, I started watching it last year during the pandemic. And I watch him often. He's just a prime example. There's many other shows, Love and Hip Hop and a bunch of other shows, but he's a prime example of a guy I love the dude. But like oftentimes I'll I'll watch these cases where you know dudes come out and talk about how the girls scratch him in their face because you know they thought they was cheating and that you know keying up their cars, hitting them with chairs, and one girl even tried to hit a boyfriend with a sledgehammer. And he like, oh, you cheated, didn't you? You deserve it. And he laughing, giggling, the audience is laughing, and the dude is visibly upset, telling his story. But then the next story, if a dude comes in, oh, yeah, I thought she was cheating. So I slapped her across the face. Now he he's serious. He want to call the police. He's threatening to send him in jail. And it's like, you know, this is why our society's messed up. And to go back to the, the news conference I was talking about earlier with the, the four black panelists, the same dude made a point where he's like, you know, we live in a society where nobody's being held accountable for any actions. So it's like, you know, if you know you could get away with it, then there's no reason for you to change. You know, it, it's the same instance. Like if a white person called you the N word, you know, and I told you, yo, Demetrius, just, just, just walk away, leave it alone. Don't even engage. Right. But I don't address the person who called you the N word. I just let it be. And he keeps doing it. And then eventually at some point you snap and you call him a crack or whatever the case may be. And now everybody like, Yo, why you do that for? You mad aggressive. You know, you mad disrespectful for him. I mean, right. You're just joking. 
That's exactly the same situation. It's like you're not addressing the root issues. Why does he feel comfortable with calling you an N-word? And until someone is, you know, corrected on that issue, it's not going to change. And I think, you know, domestic violence, like I always say, if you're in a domestic violence situation, don't make excuses. Don't justify it. Don't try to, you know, come out on the news and talk about it. Because quite frankly, if you're not the right complexion and you don't have the right amount of money, you're not going to be afforded the same opportunities as a Dana White, you know? Right. So, you know, let's be smart here. You know, men is a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. If you find yourself in a situation where you got to, you even thinking about raising your hand, end the relationship. I don't care how much you love this person, how much you have been married together, <clears throat> because at the end of the day, it's not going to end well for you. And, you know, it, it, it's just a toxic situation. And I think, as a society, we need to do more to address the situation of people putting hands on each other. It's always on oh, men is abusing women, but the oftentimes where men actually do come out and tell a story, people joke on them and call them out their names. He a simp, he 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 a wimpy, you know, how he let that happen. So it's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stand up for myself? Because if I do, mm-hmm. you call me a, a domestic violent, uh, you call me a woman abuser. So it's like, um, but I want to get too much into that because I think that that one is a touchy one. But I do think if anybody's in a domestic violent situation, please get help. Please try to leave that situation and please try to better yourselves and, and, and try to remove yourself as quickly and as uh, uh, without getting fiscal as much as possible. A- any final thoughts from you? Um, Not really. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to ring it. We ring it into the new year with, uh, with this episode. I think it was a good way to, you know, have a little fun, but also talk about serious subjects. And this year I want to do, uh, something a little different every time we record, but you know, I hope everybody had a good 2022 and have a help, uh, healthy and happy 23. And you know, let's make this podcast great. Thank you guys for all the support. You know, a lot of achievements, a lot of milestones reached uh, last year, and I'm looking forward to building more and growing more with everybody. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you, Dimitri, for always coming on, having a good conversation. And like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. My man, Dimitri, thank you. Yes, sir.